This is the Tantalk Radio Network. coming weekend, Dr. Angel. Oh, did you have to I know. Me. I don't ever like when we get to the spring because we spring forward and we lose an hour, basically, right? I know. Yeah, the fall's not so bad. But welcome to Go Yard. I'm Mama Mac, along with Dr. Angel Falzoni, licensed mental health counselor and Ph.D., and very busy in your occupation, and you have your fingers in a whole lot of things, trainings and supervision and... Ah, helping people and counseling people. And, and so, you know, it's it's a rewarding career, is it not? Isn't it great when you can help people get a little stronger oh, emotionally yes. And, yes. and with their issues that they have? I can't imagine doing anything else. Well, it's great. And we love doing this show. We're in our fourth year right here on the air and at Tan Talk Network, which we really appreciate this, this radio station. And we just, we do this because we want to, not because we have to for any reason, right? Yes. I mean, why are we doing this, Dr. Angel? Really, because we want to help our listeners live that go-yard life. That That's right. Hitting those home runs in life. Absolutely. So hitting those home runs in life means that the things that could cause us to strike out, whatever those might be in whatever areas of our lives, the more we learn about the concepts that are going to help us propel us forward into positive living and positive solutions to our problems, the better off we'll be, the stronger we'll be, right? Absolutely, we will. And, and you know, and the more that's contagious, you know, when right. we're strong, we kind of Give that strength to others. Yeah, we really do. So we started a new series last week entitled Finding Your Voice. So this is part two of that series, Finding Your Voice. Why is it important? And maybe you just need to define if somebody missed last week, by the way, go to TantalkNetwork.com, go to podcast, go to Go Yard. You can catch up with last week's show. Why is this topic important? And define it for those that may have missed last week. Well, simply put, finding our voice is to give full expression of our true self. 
Okay. So to just be able to express who we really are, honestly and authentically. Right. Absolutely. So are you saying some people don't do that? Oh, a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> Why do they not do that? And we're, we haven't really talked about that that much, but just kind of boil it down simplistically, I suppose, to why there's so many people that struggle finding their voice. Well, one of them, I think is a big one, is people struggle with the fear of how others see them. Okay. So if I have a thought or a belief or something that I want to share that might be different from popular opinion or from this group that I'm with, I'm not I might not be likely to share that because what are they going to think about me? Right. Yeah. And so, so many people go through life really worrying about what other people think. Is that correct? Absolutely. They do. Yeah. I mean, you see this all the time in practice. I'm sure that, that people struggle with pleasing others and and they want to please so much. Right. I mean, Let's talk about that. Unpack that a minute for oh, me. All right. This, Man, that's a lot to unpack there. But... People-pleasing thing, because it has a lot to do with this topic. Well, and it, it goes bigger than just people-pleasing, because when we're worried about what other people are thinking, it's not just that we're trying to make them happy or content with us. We really are trying to control how they see us, what okay. image of us that they get from us. Um, and it's funny, because you can really tell people who are thinking about what other people are thinking, they almost look like they're puppets in their life. Like they almost, they're oh, very wow. stiff because they're very conscious. Of how am I appearing? How am I presenting? Oh, that's they're, interesting. Body language and that really shows it, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I can walk into a room and I can, I can tell, I can point them out just by the way they hold themselves. Really? They don't let themselves relax. They don't let themselves be real. So they're stressed. They're they're stressed, and they're, they're thinking kind of, about it the whole time. They're thinking. It's, so it's a it's a it's a thought process that's going on in their minds about how is this person perceiving me? Am I coming across correctly? And and am I showing enough concern or care or or interest or whatever? Right. right. What do I have to share? Is that you know relevant or you know does that keep me in a good light? So they're really trying to control that perception that other people have. So this thing about your voice has a lot to do with self-confidence. Oh, absolutely. Or lack of, right? Absolutely. So in self-confidence, and I know we're going to talk about that in a few weeks more detail, but this is a problem that a lot of people face because they are very insecure in how they are perceived, which is what you're saying right here. Right here. Yes. They're they're thinking about, and a lot of times they're constantly thinking about what the other person around them or people around them are thinking or how they think about them. Right. And so because of that, then what kind of behaviors result? Well, it's not real. So what we start seeing is very calculated behaviors. We see more rigid body language. We see them really thinking about what they're trying to say before they say it. And it's just this presence of like, it almost looks like a puppet on a, you know, on those marionette strings. Like it just feels that way when I watch individuals who struggle with this, trying to talk about something that they're not sure what that other person is going to be thinking about. You know, I don't think I've ever thought about this in those terms because I, you know, I guess a lot of people aren't relaxed when they're just communicating. And I get, I, because I feel relaxed most of the time, I guess. I don't, I don't really notice that, I guess. Now I will after you've said that it's like a marionette, like a <laughs> puppet really on a string. It really does look like that. It can look like that. So what, what we're seeing when a person exhibits that kind of body language is that they're tense on the mm-hmm. inside. They're stressed. They're wondering what's, what's going on in the other person who they're interacting with, how they are being perceived. 
Exactly. And and while the conversation's happening, most of the time they're not really hearing the conversation because they're really busy figuring out how am I going to respond to what's mm-hmm. happening? Exactly. What's the best way to say? What words should I use? Mm-hmm. So um, it can be very exhausting for those who are really thinking about what how the world sees them. Yeah, I can see that that's very exhausting. You mentioned the word fear earlier. Mm-hmm. So fear has a big part to play in people that seem to struggle finding their voice or even saying what they mean or even maybe uh, reacting facially with a, uh, you know, like not smiling and grinning, but instead revealing how they really feel. Yeah, absolutely. Fear. There's a fear. There's a fear. I can't let them really see what's um, what I'm thinking, which kind of goes right into the next one, that feeling to conform. They feel pressure to conform to whatever group they're with or around. So okay. these are chameleon people and our chameleon peoples, they just work to fit in like the chameleon lizard to fit into their environment. They right. kind of what their environment is. They try to be like that. So if you get them in, you know, a really low key comedian, you know, comedic environment, they'll crack the jokes. But you put them in a serious environment and they're going to be stiff and rigid. You bring them in a church environment and they're going to walk the church line. They're going to try and fit, fit in. in no matter where. Let's talk about your son, Anthony, who's in the army. Okay. Doesn't he wear camouflage? Yes, he when does. When he's out in the field? Yes, he does. Okay, why? Because he's trying to he's, blend he's in with his to environment. Blend in, right. right? Camouflage is a perfect example of that with mm-hmm. the greens and the yellows or kind of muted gold type outfits. And I've seen it, some of Anthony's clothes, you know. Absolutely. And they have them for like the um, trees, the wooded area, the deserts, the colder areas. They're trying to get them to blend, to in. blend yeah, in. Oh, yeah, the deserts, they're tan. Mm-hmm. Their outfits are more And the tan. white one, the white camo for the snow, it's like white and gray. Yeah. So all of that is, that's a really good metaphor for this whole situation that people are trying to fit in. And they want, don't you think that a lot of the root of that is because they want to be liked, they want to be loved, they want to be accepted for who, for who they Absolutely. are. But the problem is that you don't really know who they are because they can't be authentic. No, they aren't being authentic. And it does uh, talk boil about down. that word. Yes, please. Authentic is just being true to who you are. Okay. And we can be authentic without being a jerk. Right. You know, a lot of times when people hear finding your voice, that just means I have to be rude and obnoxious. You know, people who yes, share their voice yes. sometimes come across very rude. Right. That doesn't mean you have to no, be rude. And not obnoxious. I don't want you to be rude and obnoxious, but we can share our truth respectfully we can, right. and genuinely and appropriately. Right. It's not always appropriate. Our truth. I know you mentioned that phrase quite a bit, but I want you to define that for our listeners because... Some people may say, I don't even know what my truth means. What does that mean? I don't know. Where is my truth? Explain that, would you? Well, and your truth just boils down to who you are, what your character is, what your values and morals are. And so when we're talking on, on a conversation and it's something that might you don't really agree with, your truth may be... To, to disagree with that. Or when we go to a restaurant, and a lot of people, this is the big joke, you see it on uh, social media where nobody can decide where to go to a restaurant. Right. Well, and you really want tacos, but you don't want to tell anybody you want tacos because nobody's saying a restaurant, you know? And so that's your truth. You really want something. Doesn't mean everyone has to conform, but lay it out there for people. And why don't people do that? That's that's what we're discussing. They don't a lot of times because they don't want to be that that stand out there. Oh, oh, she wasn't one of tacos. You know, yeah, no, uh, fear is definitely a big one, it? and oh, acceptance yeah. and, and feeling that you know conformity for acceptance. I think those are the two. 
Right. And then you'll get like in a side conversation with somebody like, oh my gosh, I was really in the mood for tacos. I wish we would have got that instead of burgers. And you're just like, why didn't you say something? Right. You know, they'll tell you one-on-one, but in a group, they will not. So go back to that point about picking a restaurant, because I think that is a common problem in a lot of relationships, even, you know, husband, wife, partner, whatever the case may be, not just a group of friends. Mm -hmm. But picking a restaurant seems to be a huge deal for a lot of people. I know. I've always joked and said, I want to start a restaurant. I don't care because that's how everyone wants to respond. I don't care. But really, inside a lot of people, they have a thought of what type of food or which restaurant they would prefer to go to. And, and that is a big, huge struggle for people to go find a place to eat. And we're not talking our truth. So if I'm in the mood for Italian, but I don't want to say I'm in the mood for Italian, we're not using our voice. Okay. So that's an example of finding your voice and why that's important, right? Absolutely. And in those situations, people are eliciting your voice. They want to hear your voice. Right. Yeah. And maybe uh, do do people who struggle with finding their voice, are they... Afraid of being yelled at or put down or made to feel stupid? Or what do you think is the dynamic there? I guess it's individual. It, it really is. And I think it depends on the situation, the people, what it is. That, but it definitely boils down to fear or wanting to conform for acceptance. Right. So, and, and especially in a dating situation, I think it's probably pretty common that nobody wants to say where we're going to go. They don't want to come across as being controlling or, or bossy or, or bossy. Right, they want to be very accommodating to each other, but they're trying to be so accommodating that nobody's speaking their truth either. Right. We don't get to know a person. Right. Yeah. So, um, yes. Okay. Um, So, a lot of problem in this area, don't you think, has to do with people wanting the other person to be happy? Or, I mean, they don't, they're willing to suffer. Let's say they're willing to not get tacos or willing to not go to the movie they really want to go to because they want the other person to be happy or they just don't want to feel like they have been pushy or to get their way? I No, I agree with you. I think so. I think, you know, there's this false... Um, part of our culture where we are taught that we should be responsible for how other people feel. And so now, where did that come in in our culture? I'm really not sure, but it has. Like, people feel very responsible. So if I say something that hurts another person's feelings, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to hurt their feelings, even if it's truth. So, like, I work with a lot of teens in dating. I'll see this a lot in teen dating. And, you know, the girl or the boy will realize this person I'm dating is really not who I want to be with. I really don't even like them, but I don't want to tell them or break up with them because I don't want to hurt their feelings. So they right. stay dating. Yes. Because they feel responsible for the other person's feelings. And don't you think that is a really dangerous uh, path to get down because you can end up end up in a relationship with a child coming or a marriage or or complications, really serious complications if you don't learn to find your voice at an earlier time rather than later. Absolutely. And so... Don't you think there's a lot of people married to each other that really didn't intend to be? <laughs> I, <don't. laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, you know, they I got agree. pregnant or, or they just fell into a trap of trying to please the other person and they wind up five years later going, I don't even know why I married this person. I really don't like them. Or we don't have anything in common. And, and if they would learn to find their voice 
maybe five or ten years earlier, they may not have had years of suffering and being upset. Being miserable. And, you know, you really do see that during the dating phase where they're both usually both people in the dating relationship are trying to be so overly accommodating to the other person that they're not even being true to who they are. So right. when, if this does move forward, we really don't have the common things that I've made you think we have because I was just doing this so that you'll like me. Now you like me. I don't have to do it anymore. Haven't you seen movies where the one person, they're out to dinner and they're trying to say the thing the other person likes to do or they did research on that person prior to the oh, date? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And so now they suddenly do like skydiving, but really they would never even go up in a plane and, and jump out of it. But, yeah, because they read on Facebook or someplace this person sure. likes to skydive, they can, they're now suddenly an expert. Sure. And, you know, and there's one thing about trying to make someone like us, but we need to be true and real to us. Right. And that's where we need to find our voice. And so what we start feeling is if this, what I have to say is going to cause a negative feeling or a negative reaction, then I shouldn't say it. And that's not always true. No. And and the, the silent, the, the way that people, let's say in a dating situation, because that's what we're talking about right now, are silenced by their fear of of not being accepted for what they like, you know? Yes, they are. Very right. much so. Right. So then they try to hide what I really like, and I'll pretend that I really liked all the things that you're telling me I really like. like dogs. I actually do, but not everybody <laughs> does, right? And I have mm-hmm. two. But, but people that, let's say, are cat people, you know, and then you try to blend in and say, oh, yeah, I like cats too, and you're actually allergic. Right. And it might come back and bite you in the butt someday because you're allergic. <laughs> True story. And that's where we start seeing those problems in early marriage. Because now yes. that I have yes. you, I don't have to be so accommodating. And then when they do start to use their voice, the other person's like, wait a minute, hold on. You told me you do enjoy this, and now you're, you don't. And I enjoy this. And so it creates conflict. It does. It absolutely does. Um, why is it so many people feel that what their opinion is not valuable? You know, that, that is true. Um, that's a huge one. A lot of times that lack of inner con- confidence happens, and they just feel like what I have to say isn't valued. Right. Or nobody wants to hear what I have to say, or nobody cares what I have to say. Um, a lot of times I may, I mean, I'll even see it's not even tied to education level. I mean, I've watched people with, you know, good degrees feeling they shouldn't share what they think on something or what they're feeling on something because nobody really cares. And so it's not true. Um, but it's something inside of that person that makes well, them feel. Well, couldn't that? Couldn't it? Not necessarily that it is. Could it not possibly be that that goes back to early childhood or or sometime Some in, their life in their life yes. where they were told to shut up? They nobody wants to hear what you have to say, Johnny, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. At some earlier point in their life, there somebody gave them the message that their voice was meaningless. Right. Um, and that's why we got to be careful, even as we're rearing our children. You know, a lot of times they are very opinionated and they're. They have a voice and they find right. it very quickly and they want to use it. And we stifle that um, inappropriately and right. finding a way to help them learn to use their voice, but also use it and learn respect and, you know, how to do it and appropriateness of voice. And don't you think a lot of times uh, the tone has so much to do with how your voice is accepted in a conversation? Oh, tone can tone. change everything. Tone or facial expression or... Um, you know, being emphatic or being just kind of throwing it out there. I mean, some people can really send a message of it's my way or the highway Mm -hmm. 
just with their tone or just with their expressions. Don't yeah, you think? body language and tone. It's it's highly important. I know we talked about this. It's ninety three percent of the way you communicate are in those two things, and so a lot of times people will be kind of hold back to sharing their voice because they don't want to look like that person that they know that's always got an opinion and always button it in and they're <laughs> right. like well that's rude and I don't want to be that person but you have to pay attention to how they're doing it they're closing yeah. in on body language getting more you know in their face getting louder tone changes um, and those come across very aggressive we can share our thoughts without having to be aggressive get in people's space interrupt others there's a respectful way of sharing and letting people hear our voice Absolutely. And when we find our voice, it's so often I think people think, uh, oh, we're going to discover something new about ourselves. And and that's not necessarily the way finding your voice works, right? I mean, it's not about necessarily – because here's my point. A lot of people have an opinion about skydiving, let's say. Okay. Yes. Okay? Uh, and, like, I would never do that. Okay, personally, I'm just telling you right now. So quit trying to get me to do that, Dr. Angel, because I know you really want to go skydiving. But you could just have to find somebody else because that's just something that, I mean, I respectfully say to you, you know, I like to watch it, but I don't want to do it. Okay. And so now your response is... What? In a healthy way. Well, a healthy response would be, okay, you know, I can accept that you don't want to go skydiving, but you like to watch it. Would you like to come when I go skydiving? That would be great. See? Right. And your audience is wondering, does Dr. Angel like to skydive? Um, Dr. Angel's never went skydiving, and I'm not quite (laughs) sure she has (laughs) that much guts. But... Right. But... That's the kind of example, don't you think, that when we can discuss it in a a humorous way or in a way that does not put the other person down because they don't like to go, oh, you chicken, you know. Some people's response would be, oh, you're just too afraid? Are you just a chicken? I mean, come on. I thought you were brave and strong, and I thought you liked to try new things, and really, you wouldn't, you know, you know what I'm saying? I've known people that come across like that. Which... It tends to shut people's voice down. Of course it does. Absolutely. Again, with the tone, with the attitude, with the so what. The, so then what people do, instead of using their voice, is they learn to make fake excuses. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Fake excuses is when somebody doesn't want to do something, but they don't feel confident or feel the freedom to use their voice. Right. So instead of saying, no, I don't want to go skydiving, they might agree to go. And then last minute, oh, I got sick. I got the flu or oh I have a headache. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Now, and, and there, okay, so there is a word associated here with finding your voice that I'm hearing you say, and that's truth. Truth. Absolutely. Our okay. voice is about truth. Because what happens, and that's a good example of how people cope sometimes with the the lie or the fabrication that they have already spun in relation to whatever that subject is. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that'd be cool to try skydiving someday, you know? When on the inside, I know I'm never going up in a plane and jumping out of one. I'm sorry. I'm just never doing it. We got a whole lot more to discuss here in just a minute, and uh, we're going to take a quick little break. But I love the authenticity Of this discussion, because these are real issues that people face. Absolutely. And we can learn from this. And you picked quite a song for the break break song, didn't you? Yes, I did. It's all about your voice, Katy Perry's Roar. Roar. Well, let's hear it. 
Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products. Com. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at Okay, great song, great song, love it. Okay, let's go on with this discussion, Dr. Angel, because here we are in the midst of this, you know, a problem that I think a lot of people face when they are dating in particular or when they're trying to impress an employer or somebody they work with or somebody that they've known for a long time. And they they tend to sometimes glorify what they like or change what they like right in the middle or change what they're interested in right in the middle of it. Oh, absolutely. I see that all the time. I, I conduct a lot of interviews for staff. And when people come in for the job, you know, we advertise, you know, this is going to be a lot of driving for this job. We do therapy in homes and schools out in the community. So right. it's like a high, you know, road travel job. It's all in one county, but we advertise it and they'll come in. They want a job, you know, and a lot of times they're like, oh, I don't mind driving. I don't mind having to work late nights because I let them know you're going to be working until eight, sure. nine o'clock at night. Like it's off hours. You're going to be working on weekends. Like, you know, there's a lot of nuances to it. Oh, I don't mind that. It's all fine. It's all good. And then three weeks in, they get the job and three weeks in. Oh, well my car's breaking down or I hate driving or, well, I have to pick my kids up by 4.30. I can't work past 4.30. And right. that happens all the time. Yeah. And even when you tell them going in. Going in right out front. I let them know right out front. So this is the job. That's a very good example of somebody not, not finding their voice at the appropriate time, right? Absolutely. Or a lot of times people like that, I think, think, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just kind of gradually tell them that I can't do that part of it and they'll accept it because I'm here on board, right? Mm-hmm. And in, in actually in friendships or dating, it can be that way too. I'll, do, I'll, later, I'll tell them later that I'm not ever going to skydive, you know. <laughs> but it, 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 yeah, okay. So 
it's so hard for a lot of people to really express what is their truth. And we talked about that right before the break. This this true expression of what they really are and who they are and what they want. Hard to do. Hard to do. You know, it is hard to do because, you know, there is a vulnerability to expressing our truth. Yeah. You know, we're being honest and there's vulnerability there. And when they don't accept it, it may hurt a little bit more because now they're not accepting something that's really important to me or true to me. And so it's easier to, like, give that fake answer because if people don't like what I have to say on that opinion, which I don't really, I'm not attached to, it's not, it's okay, because I'm not really attached to that. I can change it. Um, So there is a vulnerability with it. And what we find is, you know, the more that we're not real with who we are, the more we start losing who we are. We start not knowing who we are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't find the bell. Okay, (laughs) I was going to ring it. But that is a huge point here, because we begin to lose who we are. And the other part of that is we may not even realize who we are, right? Absolutely. You know, so the longer we let this going on that we try to blend or we just stay silent or we're not giving a real voice, we're just giving a a voice that we think is going to be okay, we start losing who that is what do we really think what do we really feel what do we really like what do we really desire um one of the common things i'll see with this is working with women or men um after divorce where they've had a long-term relationship right and we'll just start what do you like what's your favorite food and most of the time they can't tell me which favorite restaurant what's your favorite restaurant they they don't they've been so used to blending with somebody else that they don't even realize what they like and you know that's one of our homework assignments i want you to go find what food you like what restaurant do you like to eat at wow because a lot of them probably said well my wife's favorite was exactly yeah right exactly and so they just lost themselves through that process of staying silent or not using their voice and we're pretty cool people and we have great things to offer and that truth is important well for the person out there that feels like they aren't cool and they don't have uh, enough to offer, and their opinion really doesn't matter, it would appear to most people, how do they overcome this? Because, I mean, it's one thing to recognize that you're you're trying to blend in, you're trying to be acceptable, you're trying to say the right thing so he or she won't break up with you, and you're trying to, you know, yeah, maybe someday I will skydive, you know, and you're trying to give hope out there that you might change when inside maybe you know there is no way you're ever doing that absolutely well that that's what happens a lot of the times and so you find yourself feeling pretty miserable after a while because you're in a relationship that's going to have some pressures for you to do things that you've committed to so you're gonna have to find a way out and if you're not using your voice you're going to do what we talked about before the break and make up those fake excuses um yeah we didn't go into that very much detail talk about that fake excuses and how that fits into this well that's the lack of our 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 voice so we want to be agreeable because we're looking for you know acceptance we want people to like us so we're going to be agreeable in the moment and then we're going to be later on like oh no 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 so then you know those are those last minute cancellations or something came up or i'm sick or oh my my kid's sick or whatever exactly that passive way of getting out of it instead of ever letting them know you just don't like to do that exactly I want to give an opportunity for our audience to text in uh, during this discussion if they would like to uh, give a a response to some of the things we're saying or to ask a question that we can answer later or 
Uh, and our text number is 727-888-4171. It comes directly to my phone. And if we don't answer that, sometimes I don't see it during the show. We can always respond to you later. 727-888-4171. I think I just slipped over the eights. 727-888-4171 for your uh, questions or your comments in relation to all this. And, uh, it, 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 we want to hear people's story, don't we? We want to hear what it is about this topic that might be of benefit to them or another way to look at it that they'd like to comment on. Absolutely. That's that's what the show is all about. Exactly. The real authenticity of helping our listeners apply these concepts so that they can live a better life. And communication is so important Yes, that when we're not communicating effectively or honestly or truthfully, we're hurting. Yes. We're hurting. Yeah. Um, there's a quote. The one thing that you have that nobody else has is you. Your voice, your vision, your mind, your story. Whoa. Okay. So that just shows the uniqueness of every single individual on this planet. And, and there's a value in that uniqueness. But so many people are a clone of other people. Oh, my gosh. Yes, they and are. Do you want to comment on that? And, and maybe you need to define clone for some people, but... It seems like so many people are trying to look like, sound like, or be somebody that they are not. They do. And a lot of times what I'll see is they'll find somebody that they think kind of has it all together. And they'll want to be like that person so that they can be seen as kind of having it all together. So they become a clone. They try to copy that person. They'll try to copy their likes, their dislikes, their body character, their mannerisms, their way of speech, some of their, you know, common phrases. Um, And they're just not who they are. They're denying themselves is what they're basically doing and saying, I'm not good enough. But this person's good enough. And right. we're talking about some self-esteem issues there, but we're not We're not even talking about that. There's some misery and depression that happens because we're not being real. And right. we have real feelings and we have real thoughts and we're just denying them constantly. It's kind of refreshing uh, when you look back on the, the 60s and 70s and some of the differences in styles and, and kind of weird things that people did, you know, with their hair and their clothes and whatever. And they, they kind of began to break out of some of that mold. Um, I remember looking at a, my senior picture recently. I found it, and and it seemed like everybody in the in the yearbook, we all had the same type of round neck sweater on with a little circle pin. I mean, that was popular at that time. Okay, <laughs> and and it, this is a common thing that people do to fit in, to look the same, act the same. That's what I hear you saying. Uh, yeah, this is very common. And you know what I find is, first of all, I was never one that would fit into a box. I don't fit into a box. I like to have my own little sense of style. I'm not afraid to play with colors and looks like I'm in a retro 60s throwback dress this today. This is true about you. It is true. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I have fun with with my personality. Just, and, you know, and I'll get, well, you're a doctor with a nose ring. Okay, I'm a doctor with a nose ring. It doesn't make <laughs> me less of a doctor. I like my nose well, ring. Well, for those of you who think she's got this great big ring hanging out of it's her nose. No, it's a little tiny, tiny thing in there on the side. But still, that is different than a lot of people. 
And so, right. So when people hear me on the phone and then they meet me, they've already had some image. I'm in a, you know, a, a top down black and, you know, business suit with a collar and no color, you know, and just rigid. You're usually and, not like and that. And if I'm in a business suit, there's still lots of color coming through and fun stuff. And, right. you know, and I have a very bubbly personality. Right. And, and so, so you're, you're it doesn't you. fit my mold. It's me. Right. It's who I am. I can't make myself different to be what I should be just because I'm a doctor. Can you ever remember back at a time, Dr. Angel, when you did try to conform? Oh, yes, I do. And I was so miserable. When was that in your life? You know, it's funny because I went to... This, a, is, this is True Confessions this by is Dr. True Angel Falzone right here. So I went to a college that was very conservative in dress. So women had to wear dresses, long sleeves, and it was not really my style, but I'm in Florida, like totally not my style. But I tried to conform. So I got all these like plaid jumper dresses like all the other girls was wearing so that I could fit in. And I felt so miserable mm-hmm. and just... It wasn't me. Yeah. How long did you last? Yeah, well, it didn't last very long. Week and a um, half. No. <laughs> it really didn't last long because I couldn't stand it. It wasn't right. even my look, but that was just the look of all the girls at the college. Not that it was a uniform. It wasn't. Everybody they had a just code, dressed but alike. everyone just dressed yeah, alike. And right. then, yeah, that's when I started getting out my penny loafers and making up my own style. Right. Um, because that was just who I was. And it was funny because some of the teachers were very rejecting to me having a different style. Right. Mm-hmm. Because people are more comfortable when everybody kind of uh, uh, becomes just like everybody else, right? It does lead to some comfort, absolutely. But, you know, creativity, we are given so many amazing gifts as individuals. And creativity is one of those things. And you not sharing your voice is you're denying people of maybe a great idea or a creative solution to a problem that they haven't thought about. Right. Yeah. We know we're denying people. Our gifts. Absolutely. It's so important to express those things, right? To express who you are or and the individuality. I'll give you an example. You know, Vans, which are oh, yes. shoes that most of these kids love. My grandson, Chase, does amazing artwork. I mean, he is totally, totally talented. And he has this small little business, I think, on the side. I think he probably does it for free for most of the people he knows. But he finds out about that person, and he designs all this on their shoes, paints these shoes, and they are just totally unique and totally cool. And that's what I think we're talking about here when it comes to finding your voice and being who you are. And if it means that you learn to express creatively on a, on a canvas – or on shoes, or or not necessarily painting, but but whatever, you know? Absolutely. You know, and we deny other people our gifts all the time when we don't use our voice. I've known people, um, let's say women, who absolutely um, hate sports. You know, they don't want anything to do with it, okay? Or the other way around. Uh, they love football or love baseball. And they hook up with somebody that has the opposite of what they are, let's say, Let's say they love football and they find some guy and he just like he's unusual, but he doesn't like football. (laughs) And so they deny themselves that desire to go watch football games on Sunday afternoon because they want to please the other person. That's right. Instead of saying, you know what? I really do like football and I I get you don't like it. You don't have to watch it, but I'm watching the football game. So you can use that as free time to do something you like to do. But that takes courage, doesn't it? That's what we're saying here with this. Um, so why is it this important? 
Why are we having a couple shows on this? Well, first of all, it's super important to just our contentment in our life. It's our quality of your relationships. Our, you know, they're just embedded in this. If we're not using our voice, our quality of relationships are not going to be there. Okay. Um, so are you saying in a relationship, let's say we're addressing somebody out there in Radio Land who's dating somebody right now, and that person is trying their best to make him or her feel comfortable and feel like they're into them and all that so they're basically lying in a lot of ways mm-hmm. sometimes about who they really are just to make the other person happy correct oh yeah i mean lying's a strong word that's probably not the right word what's stretching the, word? the truth though uh yeah okay just or misrepresenting themselves misre- there that's better than the word lying misrepresenting themselves what's the harm in that that's what i'm asking you the harm in that is we have a relationship that isn't built in truth. Right. And so people are going to get hurt. It's going to hurt the trust. Right. Because I'm going to find out eventually that you really didn't like to skydive and I thought you did. And now I'm going to feel like you did lie to me. Exactly. And so now what else have you lied to me about? Okay. And how can I really trust everything you say to me? Because now I know you're going to tell me things because you think it'll make me happy to hear it. Right. Exactly. And that's not good. No, and this is not just romantic dating. This extends to our friendships, our family. Like, our truth is our truth. Right, exactly. And all of our relationships are impacted on that truth. And, I mean, don't go to a job interview and tell them you can do this, this, and this, and you have no idea what you're even saying you can do, you know? You know, that's very common, and people do. And then they're held to the standard of doing it, and they can't. They can't do it. Don't get that job based on a lie. You're going to be held to that. You know, be who you are. I have so much more respect when I do an interview when someone says, you know what? I just got out of college. I have never worked in this industry. I just have a passion for it and I really want to do it and I'm willing to learn. Then giving me this resume saying they've been all over the place. And then I'll find out they really had no experience because you can tell. Um, Yeah, I have a lot of respect when you can be honest. I'll give them the job. And I will, you know, coach them along the way. 27 years ago, I went into Century 21 in town and country in in, uh, Tampa and went in on a job interview. And the owner, who is now a very close friend of mine, uh, said to me, well, who, you know, do you have a big sphere of influence here in Tampa? I said, no, I just moved here a few months ago. Uh, Do you have a large family? Well, I, yeah, but, you know, some of them are realtors. Oh. Uh, well, uh, you know, where else have you worked here? Well, I haven't worked here since I came, uh, you know, on and on. I, I honestly had no sphere of influence. And she said, well, you know, actually, I don't know how you can even do real estate, not knowing anybody because real estate is really, and a few years later, of course, she had to eat her words as I became the top agent in the office, but it was simply telling the truth. And she goes, I'm going to hire you anyway. I've got a good feeling. I'm going to do it. And that's what I think. I'm hearing that, you are. that when we are authentic, that was my truth. No, I should not have been hired, really. I mean, under those terms. Mm-hmm. But she did, and it, I worked hard, and I got to where I got, you know? Yes. But it, and it, a lot of it, don't you think, has to do with character of people, whether or not they're willing to, they may not know how to do that job, but they're willing to try. Yes. Right. Don't and open think? to learn and take feedback. Yeah. And that's that goes a long way, um, especially for me as a supervisor. That would go a long way. I need an open. I need a teachable spirit. And right. I'm 
I'm happy with that person with no experience. Okay. As long as they're willing to learn. And, and she was too. Yeah. And so that teachable spirit's big for me. But yeah, it does go a long way when we are not using our authenticity, when we're not using our truth, when we're not using our words. We are really hurting ourselves and everyone around us in, in a lot of ways. Right. And we're denying who I am. Yeah. We're denying others of my ideas and who I am. And it does go down to that character. And I think a lot of people tend to believe that they are truthful people. But deep down, they're not because they're not using their voice. They're not speaking up. Yeah. And that boils down to not representing a truthful person. We just have a few minutes here. So, you know, just sum it up. How do we find our voice, doctor? Let's finish up this little mini series with that kind of a concept. How do you do this? Well, for finding those that are your out voice there listening? is really about finding those cra- those traits in us that are unique to us. What makes me me? Okay. What makes me me? What do I like? Figuring it out. If you don't know, start doing some discovery. Okay. What do I like? What do I, you know, what are those things? Um, own who you are. That's really a part of it. You're going to get, no matter who you represent yourself to be, there's always going to be negative feedback from somebody in your world. Exactly. Even if you do conform the way that you're expected, just Somebody's not going to like it. Or Somebody is it. not going to like it. So I've learned a long time ago, it's okay, and I'm just going to own it. And, and maybe that person isn't the right person for you. Maybe you they're know, not. In a dating situation, maybe you don't want to end up married to that person if it's really... Your likes and dislikes are that different than the person that you're involved with, right? Absolutely. And be confident. You know, own that. It's okay to be different than everyone else. It's okay to want something different or think different or believe different or have a different sense of what I like to do or how I like to dress or whatever it is that makes you unique. Um, Just own it. Just live. And owning it means living in it. Right. So just own that. Um. Live with intentionality. I like that. You know, finding our voice is all about authenticity. Yes. So we have to be intentional about being real. And authentic is just being real. Right. Just be real. Um, So think about, am I really projecting myself true to who I am? Right. So I first got to figure out who I am so I can see if I'm really giving that message to people. And that just takes some time sitting down and thinking, what do I like to do? Would I like to spend more time watching baseball games or going to football games or whatever the case may be? Is that something I really want to do? And and if it is, own it, like you say. Own it. Yeah. You know, and there's sometimes where we're going to give in. You know, they're, we're dating someone and they really like going to f- a football game and we don't really like it. And I might let them know, yeah, it's not my favorite, but I'm going to com- – it's a compromise. I'm not letting you think it's my favorite. I'm letting you know, no, it's my favorite, but I want to spend time with you and well, let's go to a football game together. And that's honest communication. And who knows? I might like it better than I thought I would, right? Maybe. And, and you might end up changing that opinion on down the road. You know, and relationships are should be about compromise and, and certain things. And We're evolving. We're not all like the same thing. Yeah, right. So we can be honest, but it doesn't mean we have to, you know, sticker, I will never go to a baseball game, you know, kind of thing either. There, right. And there may be things we draw, you know, our lines in the sand, just depending on how important it is to us. Um an important part of finding our voice is acknowledge and embracing our emotions. Okay. Um, a lot of times we're not using our voice because it's tied back to our emotions and that fear of our emotions not yes. being acceptable. Yes. Um, we need to embrace those. We need right. to deal with them in the moment, kind of label it. Yep, I'm feeling you know anxious or I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling disappointed and deal with that. 
um, that helps us to stay in our truth and know that it's okay to feel the whole spectrum of emotions. We're human. Right. You know, we're going to feel those ways at certain times in our lives and it's okay to feel it. It's what we do with it that can make things not okay. So the real work is just finding courage for you to speak your voice. Okay. Um, That you're good enough. Right. I am good enough. If you have to hang a sign on your mirror, I am enough. I am good enough. Right. Um, get that inside and, of and you. And if, if I used to tell my kids, if if people don't love you for who you are. Then they don't love you. Something's wrong. Right. And if they can't accept that you really like whatever it is, skydiving, we, we've used that the whole show, but, <laughs> but, but accept that that's who you are, or kayaking in my case. And they may not want to go kayaking with you, but they should be okay with you going and and just enjoying something that you've always enjoyed doing, right? Absolutely. In Absolutely. other words, so often I find in, in counseling that I've done in years past, when people get involved as an intimate relationship, they tend to try to just change into that other person. Yes, That's what do. we've been talking about. They morph. When we they morph and they wear that camouflage and they look like that other person, but maybe down inside they don't feel that way at all. Nope. And they're doing it and they, they feel it when you're doing it and you don't really want to do it or you don't really like it. You feel like you're selling yourself out yeah, because you, you are selling yourself out in a lot of ways. Um, and so finding our voices, being honest about it, we can say we don't like it, but we can still choose to enjoy it with someone right? because that's a gift we're giving um, to them. But being real about how we feel is important. Um, one of the important things is when we're using our voice is when people first start to use their voice and they have it, they feel this need to defend their voice. So, Oh, good point. You know, they may be, oh, no, I don't like skydiving, but, you know, and they have this big defense made up. You don't have to defend your voice. It's your voice. There is no defense needed. Hmm. I don't like this, or I do like this, or I am in the mood for pizza, or whatever it is. You, there's no defense needed. Just use your voice and put a period at that. We don't have to, but, da, 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 and keep it going. That's a very good point, Dr. Angel, because I think a lot of people, when they do speak up, they feel like they have to have it all planned out, how, how they're going to say, this is why I feel this way. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we don't even know why we feel this no. way. Just don't want to do it. No. And, and when we're, we're defending it, we're projecting not having confidence. And defense is all about not having confidence. And so... We want to be confident in who we are. So giving our voice and don't feel like you have to defend it. Even if somebody's not perceiving it in, you know, happy way, you still don't have to defend it. Okay, that's still how I feel about this. Now, we might choose to talk about maybe if it's a parenting issue, you know, or something. We may talk and have to come to a compromise. Right. But I still don't have to defend why I feel that way in that moment. Right. Okay. And then let your voice, let using your voice matter more to you than what how someone else is feeling about your voice or thinking about oh, your voice. Oh, boy, that, um, that's going to hit a nerve with a lot of people, Dr. Angel, because they put themselves down so much, don't you think? Yes, they do. And they would rather that other person be happy. But if that other person's happiness is based on a lie mm-hmm. or trying to you trying to placate them and make them like you by agreeing with them, that's not going to work in the long run. Not at all. And everyone's going to be miserable in the long run. And then, you know, we're looking down the line. We're having relationship issues. If it's a friendship, romantic relationship, um, it definitely doesn't work. It really doesn't. And you don't want to bring children into that if that's something you're just now dating and you're wondering, because that just makes it 
much worse. If- oh, absolutely. And so you want to value you. Yeah. Value your voice more than what other people expect me to be. Embrace who you are. Exactly. You are amazing. You are uniquely <laughs> you. You are uniquely you. And be intentional. I like that word mm-hmm. that you pulled out there. Be intentional about your 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 discussions and and make time to let your voice be heard. And don't apologize. Is and that what I no. hear you? And don't apologize. Yes. Why not? Because that's defending who you are. Okay. I am who I am. Popeye, remember Popeye? I that's am right, who I am. Popeye. I am who I am. <laughs> Woo! You can hear part one of this series. That is, this was part two, and we're going on to a new topic next week. And you can hear part one on the podcast right here at TantalkNetwork.com. And as always, we want to hear from you. We're accumulating questions for a new Q&A show. Send those questions as long as you want to write them. It doesn't matter. Send them by email to goyard2014 at gmail.com. Check out our website, goyard2014.org, O-R-G. A lot of our shows are there, and you can always hear the podcast right here at tantalknetwork.com. This show will be heard again at 12 noon this Saturday and Sunday on starcomradionetwork.com. So, parting words? Parting words. Be true to you. Find your voice. Be true to you. Find your voice. Use it. Says who? Who are you? I'm Dr. Angel. All right. And I'm Mama Mac. And this has been Go Yard. And we'll see you next week. Same time, 6.06 p.m. right here at TantalkNetwork.com. Bye. Good night.